The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead. And joining us by phone, Ray Pagotti, Winfield United Crop Protection Technical Marketing Specialist. There are a lot of promising technologies out there right now, most notably the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Ray, can you give us the latest on this new technology and the EPA's approval of dicamba? Extendamax dicamba, that's Monsanto's dicamba herbicide, and Ingenia BASF's dicamba herbicide can both be applied over the top of dicamba-tolerant soybeans and dicamba-tolerant cotton. Yeah, so certainly the, the U.S. EPA has approved the label, but it actually needs to be approved by states if I understand that correctly. Yeah, and that's actually, uh, Joel, my former role was with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture in pesticide registrations. So I was on the other end of this registration process where, so how it works is the United States EPA, they approve a pesticide and they say, you know, based on what we can tell, this can be applied throughout the country, but states, we're not going to meddle in your business, if you don't want this to be applied in your state, you have all the rights in the world to put more restrictions on the label or to outright not label the pesticide. Well, I think there's a lot of angst around bringing both the trade to market, obviously, you know, with the Chinese approval that had to go on before that, but also now bringing the herbicide to market. When you look at a state like Arkansas that's chosen not to approve it at all, do you have any reasons why they maybe didn't approve it? Well, I can't speak for Arkansas, right, Joel? But the reason why people are worried about this is dicamba is a really good herbicide, and it's really good at killing broadleaf crops or weeds or any broadleaf plant species. It also has some characteristics that make it susceptible to move off-site. So those two things, they're real concerns. The flip side of this is we have a lot of glyphosate Uh, resistant weeds in a lot of fields, especially down south, where this technology is needed to help these applicators, or really help these growers, kind of solve some of their weed problems that they haven't been able to solve in the last couple of years. So, Joel, variety selection is something that leads to the herbicide that you use? Yeah, so one of the things that some of the answer plot data pointed out this year was the yield trends. We always try to compare, you know, does this new trait, uh, obviously comes with some new herbicide management, but does it actually yield the same or better or is it less? And uh, through some of the answer plot results we're seeing, we're seeing a a 1.3 bushel overall difference in Roundup Ready to Yield being 1.3 bushel better than Extend. Now that as you break that out by maturities, some of those uh, are equal to, some of them are, are even better then. But as we look at this Roundup Ready Extend launch for the variety selections, you're going to see that germplasm pool get deeper and wider as they continue to trait that product up. Some territories will have uh, low as low as 20%. Some maybe have as many as 50% Extend soybeans. Whether or not those farmers take an opportunity to use the dicamba technology or they stick with Roundup with tank mix partners like uh, Famosafin or you know Flexstar, things like 
that we know already that has yet to be seen. But right now, they look like they're, they're hanging in there on yield, and, and that pool will continue to get deeper and wider. So that's in a trial where weed population was controlled and equal across all varieties and all traits. The piece that the Roundup Ready extends soybeans are going to give you is that added piece where you can use dicamba to control some of those glyphosate-resistant weeds you may have in your field. And we all know that weed population can cut your yield quite considerably, especially depending on what time you control those weeds. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. As you look at effective modes of action, and I, I want to stress the term effective mode of action, there's some fields out there that have multiple modes of herbicide resistance, and obviously if they can't be controlled by Roundup, that's going to impact yield. Can you talk a little bit about how we determine, <clears throat> looking at the planting season coming up here, how do we determine whether it's an effective mode of action? That's a great question, Joel. So people talk all the time about modes of action, sites of action, and basically what that boils down to, and God bless their hearts, the smart weed scientists out there have developed a formula that you can easily understand what mode of action it comes from. So on all of your herbicide boxes, there's going to be a number up there, and that number that you see, that big number, is going to be the mode of action or site of action. So what that site of action basically means is That comes from a group of herbicides that all work to control the weed in the same way. So, Ray, one of the studies that Bayer cites is uh, having two or more effective sites of action in a tank mix allow you to be 83 times less likely to develop herbicide resistance. So we just talked about Ingenia and Extend, uh, Extendamax. How do you manage herbicide resistance with this new technology? Yeah, so that's going to be a challenge for everybody out there to properly manage and get enough different sites of action onto their field. Now, it is important to get multiple sites of action down onto a field within each year. Glyphosate is a good example of why you need to do that. We've overused glyphosate. We've only ran with one mode of action for a long time, and now there are a lot of weeds that are resistant to that. So what you have to do is you have to layer your herbicides. You have to come out early with a pre-emerge herbicide that gives you a long residual. So we're talking 15 to 60 days, depending on the herbicide, depending on the weather conditions, so that you suppress and keep that weed population down so you have enough time to come back in with another application where you can control weeds when they're small. So on a lot of these labels, on on this Extendamax and Ingenia label, the label's saying you have to spray weeds before they're four inches in height. So four inches is a very small weed. That means that in order to get out in the field and control all those four-inch weeds, you have to layer, you have to use different modes of action pre to control all your weed population in your field. Some of the areas of the country have a lot of fall annuals or winter annuals that kind of come about here. One of the retailers in Indiana I was just with this last week was talking about still using uh, dicamba technology in the burn down, but yet observing the pre-plant interval window in there as a way to be able to recognize the use of dicamba as a, an effective mode. But they were actually going to come back over with Extendamax later on in the season if they got some more labels to it. So I think you know, there's going to be a lot of ways that people use this technology. And I think uh, 
Iowa had a, a major issue of new infestation of a weed that seems to be winning right now. And that's Palmer amaranth. Talk about what sort of herbicide resistance is already out there to, to invasive weed species like Palmer amaranth. So Palmer amaranth is a weed that came out of the western United States, and it has wreaked havoc across the south and now is moving up to the northern geographies. This thing is a beast. It grows one inch, two inches, three inches, four inches a day. It grows fast. It produces a lot of biomass. It crowds out a lot of other plant species. And it can wreak havoc on a field. And timing and controlling this thing is a tough problem. And and this leads to kind of a bigger philosophical conversation that one should have when they're using this Extendamax or Ingenia technology. The question you have to ask yourself if you're going to use it is when is my glyphosate-resistant weed species going to germinate? And that will dictate when you spray your dicamba or could dictate when you spray your dicamba. If you have an early emerging weed like mare's tail or velvet leaf or kochia or giant ragweed, then you're going to want to target that dicamba application early in the season because that's when those weeds emerge. If you have something that's emerging a little later in the season, like palmer amaranth or water hemp, you're going to want to hold that dicamba application back until you can control those late emerging glyphosate-resistant weeds like palmer and water hemp. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Whipperfirth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead, and Ray Pagatti, Winfield United Crop Protection Technical Marketing Specialist. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. 